Hey everyone, what the heck is up and welcome to the podcast. Welcome back if you are a returning listener. You are currently tuned into Practical Alignment, a podcast where we talk about all things metaphysical, mindset, and manifestation, and I give you tips and tools on how to live a life of alignment for what feels good for you. I'm Katrina Macias, your host. I'm an intuitive healer. I'm so excited that you're here and I can't wait to share this episode with you. So before we dive into this week's episode fully, I want to play some catch up with you. So on last week's episode, I did uh, talk about how to be comfortable with wherever you are and how to give yourself permission to be lazy because it turns out that once we give ourselves permission to be lazy, we eventually get bored of being lazy and then we become motivated again. And that's exactly what happened to me. When I recorded that podcast, I was already feeling a little more motivated because I did allow myself some rest and then I continued to give myself permission and space to be wherever I was and then I got so many bursts of inspiration and motivation and so I had a lovely week last week Um, and I hope that you can harness the same results when you give yourself permission to rest and be lazy. Now in my burst of inspiration I did some tweaking and I went crazy over all of my website and I did some adjustments So now I offer different types of tarot spreads on my website. So if you go click my link in the show notes, you can see that I have different types of tarot card spreads that you can purchase and I will give you a reading based on those spreads. So I have love and relationship spreads and I have two different ones under that category. I have one for partnerships if you're already in a partnership and then I have one if you're um, looking for romance and it's for the to see your readiness for love. Uh, I also have a past future and present spread and then finally I have a business and career spread which is obviously that one's my most exciting one right now. I love helping and inspiring people and just delivering messages from source to people to help play out their creativity and inspiration in order for them to make money doing what they love. So that's where my motivation got me. I also revamped everything so it just looks a little different. It looks cuter, it looks cleaner. Um, I laid out different ways for you to get in contact with me and have a one-on-one healing session with me. If you're interested in having a Simra session, which is an advanced form of energy healing created in Romania, that's what my specialty is and that is what I'm a practitioner in, where I help clear blockages in your auric field in order for big transformations to take place if you're ready for that and you want to jumpstart your new year feeling great. Oh, and if you were interested but still holding off on booking a 2020 forecast with me, this is the last week that you can do it. I'll be removing it from my website afterwards. So just click the link in my show notes and you can book a 2020 forecast to see what energy you are leaving behind, what energy you are currently in, and what energy you are stepping in and embodying this 2020. So yeah, that's that. Thought I'd fill you in. What else is new? Okay, so (laughs) on Netflix, there is this show that just recently came out, I think, um, and it's called Cheer. And something that really inspired me from that show, I was crying the whole time I was watching it, by the way. Like, I just was feeling very emotional, and I loved the content that it had. But one of the biggest takeaways that I took from the show is the importance of discipline. And it was 
so important to see how much discipline means to different people and how applying discipline into your life can completely shift and transform you. And so discipline is something that I've been working on lately because I have a tendency to be kind of all over the place. And so recently I've been working towards becoming more disciplined with myself. And I've really been putting more effort into having more concrete and organized routines for what I do in my business and how I conduct my everyday schedule. I've noticed how much time I spend on my cell phone every day, even on the days when I feel motivated. I just give so much up to technology. And so I'm really trying to take a step back and reground myself and step more into my roots. So I'm trying to read, I'm listening to podcasts, but they're all pertaining to my business again. And so it's just becoming more organized, like I said, and it's really helping me gain more confidence because when you have more knowledge, you have more understanding and then you can trust yourself more. It's interesting that discipline was such a big theme in the show Cheer because it also came up as a huge theme with a conversation that I had with my amazing friend and mentor and doctor of oriental medicine who is actually going to be a special guest and co-host of this week's episode. Now, the woman that I'm introducing you to is Dr. Pamela Cornish, and she is a doctor of oriental medicine, as I said, and she has played a tremendous role in my awakening to natural healing. So I've shared bits and pieces of my story and my history through different platforms. I'm not really quite sure if I've shared my full story on here, but for those of you who don't know, when I was 18 years old and a senior in high school, completely and honestly out of the blue, I developed severe neck, shoulders, and upper back pain. Now throughout my life, I've had scoliosis, but the pain usually manifested in my lower back region. However, something shifted, something happened, and everything transferred to my upper back area region, whatever you want to call it. And it was horrible, and it was honestly extremely frightening because I didn't know what caused it. I didn't get in any accidents, I wasn't doing anything weird, and so it was, it was a scare. After multiple doctor visits, uh, physical therapy, an MRI, and x-rays, the results were inconclusive and no one had any clue of why I was hurting so badly. Basically, I was told that I was just going to have to deal with this pain forever and to use muscle relaxants and pain relievers to deal with the pain for the rest of my life. And this was super scary and depressing to hear as an 18-year-old. Um, I have my whole life ahead of me at that point. And so I was, I mean, I still do. But at that point, even more of my life was ahead of me. And it was so discouraging. And I felt defeated. I felt abandoned. I felt angry and confused. And I felt alone and very misunderstood. I thought that my senior year was going to be like the easiest year because it always looks like the seniors on like TV shows aren't doing anything, but my senior year was super, super busy. And combining my hectic schedule with the muscle relaxants made me really tired and drowsy all the time. And they didn't really work, they just made me sleepy. And so I was really struggling in school, like trying to maintain everything. I remember I was taking a bunch of prescription drugs at that time, including antidepressants. So it was just a really dark place for me and just feeling really helpless. I would always pray to God and ask him 
to help me get rid of this pain. I just prayed and prayed and prayed that one day I would wake up and the pain would be gone. I remember even at church, every time I'd leave the church, I'd take some holy water and put it on my neck and ask for something to shift. Um, but it didn't exactly happen in the way that I was expecting. I wanted the pain to just be gone immediately. But instead, the journey that brought me to healing was actually a lot more beautiful and fulfilling. So by this time, I was in college already. And one day during Mass, I was raised Catholic. Um, I don't really practice Catholicism anymore, but in my first year of college, I was still going to church. And during the ceremony, I was, as usual, like twisting my neck around, like stretching it because I couldn't sit still because of the pain. And that was just like my everyday, every minute <laughs> routine. I was always fidgeting because I was trying to make my neck comfortable. And after the service, this kind older woman came up to me and she said, hey, I noticed that you were adjusting your neck throughout the whole service. Are you in a lot of pain right now? And I told her yes. And she said, well, I was in a skiing accident and a car accident and I suffer from chronic pain as well. And I see a doctor and her name is Dr. Pamela Cornish and she has helped me a lot with my pain. In fact, she's one of the only people that I've found to be helpful and useful in my journey after searching for doctors for 10 years. This is what this kind woman at church told me. And so she gave me Dr. Cornish's information. And so a few weeks later, I think, I wasn't really quite sure what to do with myself, um, but this was my last resort, and I wasn't really one to understand signs back then. Reflecting on it now, obviously it was a sign, but I eventually bit the bullet and I made a call to Dr. Pamela Cornish. And immediately, like within two minutes of speaking to her, I started bawling my eyes out and explaining my story. And I was just telling her, like, I really don't know what to do. I don't want to live my life in pain like this for the rest of my life. And people are just telling me that I just have to take drugs to mask the pain, but I just don't want the pain at all. And she was so open and understanding and held so much space for me to be able to express my emotions. And for the first time, I felt heard and I felt understood. And for the first first time I didn't feel like some weird whiny 18 year old kid who has a pain in her neck and she doesn't want to stop talking about it and she doesn't know what to do with it like finally I was being listened to and taken for exactly as I was which was someone who was feeling completely abandoned and in pain and lost and so I set up my first session with Dr. Pamela Cornish and my life has changed ever since then it was a journey, let me tell you this. Something that we talk about in the interview is that she she gives her patients recommendations to how to heal themselves um, based on how she would do it if it were herself going through the same issues. And she's not forceful, she doesn't prescribe anything, she doesn't make anyone do anything that they're not willing to do. And something she truly emphasizes is that the work is done through the patient. The patient is in charge of their healing. Something that I haven't really expressed because it, it's something that I hold so true to my heart, but I haven't really made a point to share it, is that healers don't do the healing. A healer is someone who holds space for other people to heal themselves. And that is, that, that is completely what Dr. Cornish does, and that is what I do as well. Um, when I call myself an intuitive healer, I create space for people to 
reconnect with themselves. I'm not really doing anything. I am just a channel. And so is Dr. Cornish. We had this conversation. You're, you're going to hear it. It's really good. But um, yeah, absolutely. And so she didn't force anything upon me. And I honestly wanted a quick fix like most people because I'd been living with this pain for so long. And so even a few months into working with her, I wasn't seeing the full transformation of my pain. I was still suffering from it, but I'd see her with weekly sessions and I'd start feeling better. It was like my tune-ups um, when I visited her like her office um, and she would do a session on me and work with me through herbs and acupuncture and through her healing modalities, I experienced shifts, but it wouldn't last long beyond the session until I started incorporating discipline into my life and using the methods that she was teaching me for myself. I wasn't relying on her to do the things for me. Um, the biggest transformation that was taking place, like I said, was when I was doing work outside of visiting with her. Um, it was the qigong that I did in my spare time in my <laughs> in my college dorm room. Yeah, you bet that was awkward with my roommate just like watching me do qigong in the, <laughs> in the right next to her. Um, it was the herbs and supplements I was taking. It was the sleep. It was my diet. It was all these things. I was making the transformation. I was putting in the work because I put in the discipline and I created the discipline in order to learn how to heal myself. Dr. Pamela was a mentor and she taught me how to do these things and I am so forever grateful for that. And because when I finally saw that transformation in my life, I realized that this is the path that I should be taking. And because I realized how much of a relief this journey has taken me on, it was beautiful, it was ugly, it was painful, it was gorgeous. Um, and it's it's so worthy everyone is so worthy to be able to experience this type of healing and so I have the fortune and opportunity she said yes to uh, come on to an episode of this podcast we had a lovely discussion I hope you can fully enjoy it and take a second to soak it all in listen to it a few times there's so much great content in there Something that I want to share that's really cool before the interview starts is that Dr. Cornish does not know the woman that recommended me to her. She has no idea which patient recommended me. She doesn't even recognize the woman that I was describing. So I truly 100% feel like the woman who approached me in church was a guardian angel and just an answer to my prayers. There was no other path that I was supposed to take except this one. And it is my great privilege to be able to do this work. So thank you so much for joining in. Stay tuned for the interview. Oh, and one more thing. It's also discussed in the interview itself but because Dr. Cornish is a close friend of mine I call her Pamelina so don't get confused when I start using the word Pamelina or sorry the name Pamelina during the interview because I'm speaking about her okay hope you enjoy all right everyone so I am currently joined with Dr. Pamela Cornish. She is a doctor of oriental medicine and she has played a pivotal part in my healing journey. It is such an honor and I'm so grateful that you agreed to be here and to share this space with me. Um, how are you doing today? I'm divine, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. such a joy to be with you. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> you should feel extremely special because Dr. Cornish has been such an important part or she's played such an important part in my journey and the the knowledge that she shares has influenced my life so incredibly and it's um it's really 
what shifted me into the healing my healing journey and my healing path and wanting to follow natural medicine um, when I was 18 years old and it was such a blessing to get to meet her and so you should feel super special because she has some wisdom to sprinkle upon all of us today <laughs> <laughs> well I don't know if it's wisdom it's experience for sure so why don't you tell us a little bit about why you started they kind of know why I started but why did you how did you get into this world mm. Okay. Um, I grew up in Durango, Colorado, and I was raised as a gringa curandera. <laughs> gringa means Anglo-white, um, because I'm not Native American or Hispanic. I'm Czech and Italian. Um, curandera comes from the word to cure, C-U-R-A-N-D-E-R-A. -E the curanderos, the men, and the curanderas, the women, are typically Native American or Hispanic men and women who heal using herbs and bodywork. So in Durango, when I was four years old, I um, had little friends who were four years old, and they took me to their mothers and grannies who were the real curanderas, not a little gringa curandera like me. And they, I don't know why they wasted their time on me. I'm not part of their culture. Like I said, I'm Czech and Italian, European, but um, they thought I had the juju, J-U-J-U, -J -U, the healing touch <laughs> in my hands or something. So I didn't realize it for many years later, but it was really a spiritual transmission. It was really a gift that they taught me how to use herbs and body work. I just thought it was fun to get out of my house, ride my bike over there. I thought they were using us as free sous chefs to chop up their poultices. And my father had been a professional uh, football player and he um, had aches and pains and scars all over his body. And I heard that little girls who gave their fathers back treatments and foot treatments got quarters. Well, I never got squat. And they didn't pay me for my good grades either. They said they would have gone broke. So I just used this knowledge of healing with herbs and bodywork it was just a hobby for me to treat my friends and family. And frankly, I thought it was magic to show my mother and grandmother, hey, got a headache, got a stomach ache, here's some herbs, take this, cheaper than Walgreens, no side effects, etc., etc. And I just thought it was magic and fun. So um, both my parents were artists, and they trained me that way. I can't draw or paint like my father, but I... I was a word artist, and I directed my first play when I was 11, truly, truly. And um, I grew up and became a Shakespeare professor. I was teaching at the University of Denver, and I, uh, I had contracted a case of rheumatoid arthritis in my hips and spine from the age of 20 to 35, constant pain every day, like a devil's claws and fangs were in my neck, back, and rear end. It was pure hell. And... Um, this Chinese professor came from China to study with us, and he took me back to China with him to set up a Shakespeare department. Now, that's a little ludicrous, because like I told you, I'm a word artist. So I'm a word hog. So I've studied eight languages. I can only get around in three or four. But honey, nobody, no foreign language learner wants Shakespeare. Out, out, brief candle, life is but a walking shadow, Shakespeare. <laughs> they want Hemingway. He shot the bear, subject, verb, object. So to think I got my whole life paid for, two years in China, two years in Japan later, 
peddling Shakespeare is a little over the top. It is true, I did do that, but the real reason I got sent there by fate, God, spirit, the powers that be, was to meet a brilliant 80-year-old doctor of oriental medicine who taught me how to totally heal my 15-year case of rheumatoid arthritis. Now, I used my uh, gringa curandera knowledge to reduce it maybe to 30%, but I couldn't get rid of the rest. So when he taught me what to do, and I totally healed myself, he didn't heal me, and that's how I practice. I don't heal you. I teach you what to do. And by the way, she's saying that I was pivotal in her journey and all this. The truth is, she's an excellent student, and you have to change your lifestyle. You don't just lie on a table and get shot with something green and turn blue and think something <laughs> happened and band-aid symptoms. Um, she is. She took the information and made the changes and healed herself, just as I did. So it was so exciting. So when I came back to the United States, I switched my hobby and my profession. So now instead of being a Shakespeare professor, um, gringa curandera on the side, I'm a natural physician, not a naturopath, way more trained than a naturopath. They aren't even licensed to touch you with manual therapies. They mostly just talk and sell supplements a natural physician and a doctor of oriental medicine doing Shakespeare on the side. <laughs> you can never let go of Shakespeare. So I feel so blessed. I've been in private practice in Albuquerque for 33 years. Um, I've been free of rheumatoid arthritis for 34 years. And if I were still taking pain pills, I would be in a wheelchair now. Uh, so it's a miracle. It's fabulous. It's wonderful. I have heard this story a few times, but it never gets old. Like I could listen to this <laughs> eight different times. Um, something that I've come to terms with in my life is that when I was going through my upper back neck pain, I still go through it, but when I first experienced it, I felt so hurt and I felt so abandoned by God and the universe and everything because it was just like, why me? Why me? Um, and it felt horrible, and I felt, I mean, like, I was using all the Western medicine drugs, and I still, like, approve of a lot. I love, like, a mix between Western and, you know, Oriental medicine, but just folk, just having the Western drugs, like, in me, pumped into me, um, muscle relaxants and antidepressants, like, it was all so much for me, and I thought, I felt hopeless until I called up Pamelina, and she told me, you know, like, she allowed me to express my pain and finally someone understood me and it wasn't just like here take some pills you're gonna feel better in the morning it was here I'll help you and I'll tell you what you need to do but the, most of the work of what is gonna be done most of your healing is gonna take place because you're gonna put in the efforts and I've never heard that before I mean most people don't even want to hear that they just want to go somewhere and be healed by someone and that's not the case and so it's, I found out that my pain has turned into a blessing, and I assume it's been that way for you as well, because it's led us on this path of learning how to heal ourselves and take care of ourselves, and then spreading that wisdom, or you don't like the word wisdom, but spreading that experience with others. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. It's Right, and see, you never know. I never knew that my joy, my soul, my gringa curanderaness was going to turn around and be my career. Mm -hmm. For me, it was just a hobby. And so um, I would, compost makes flowers. Who knew that be, being brought to my knees with the misery of arthritis for 15 years would totally 
like you said, be pivotal in my life and switch me from being a Shakespeare professor to a natural physician and doctor of oriental medicine. But if you keep your eyes open and pay attention to what's being offered, you can often find your way out of the woods. And the answers and the glory and the victory and the joy come in the most unexpected places. Absolutely. I remember my shifting moment was when I was laying on this table right here in which we were recording on, and you were treating me and you had left the room, and I was going through, you know, the process of releasing. I Like, you know, when the needles were in me, I had acupuncture and I was waiting, um, and I kind of just broke down and I started crying and I prayed to God and I said, if this works, like if I can heal this or if this can be healed, then I want to share the same information with other people and I want to do what Pamela is doing. And that changed my life. And ever since then, like my, my life path has changed and it's been, it's been a blessing. That's fabulous. And, and I have to say too, I want to emphasize, I never say, I am a healer. Mm -hmm. To me, that's just Santa Fe woo-woo garbage. <laughs> Sorry. I call myself an intuitive healer. Well, <laughs> but when people say, oh, you've got healing touch, or oh, you're a healer, to me, only, and you already know, you're an intuitive healer, and that's just the voice of God right there. Yeah, it's not only, me. Right. Only God and nature heal. If I think I'm doing the healing, I am sadly mistaken. Yes. I have to have my knowledge and my skill, as do you. But then I just shut up and get out of the way and let God and nature do their business. So the, the image I use with people is, as a patient, you are a socket and I am a plug, but the electricity comes from somewhere else. Absolutely. And I, I always acknowledge that. And I'll even get a little strange here and go off. I don't usually do this, and I don't know who's listening out there, but... Um, well, for one thing, I never know what I'm going to do with you till I touch you. I sit and I ground you. I work on your feet. They're a map of your whole body. And then the words and pictures come. And sometimes I have dreams about patients the night before they come. And it tells me what needs to be done or what should be done. Now, if you walked into an MD at Loveless and said, and he said, hey, I had a dream about you last night, and this is what we're going to do. <laughs> you would probably faint. First of all, you'd never have the dream. Second of all, they wouldn't tell you. And, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. But it's, it's kind of like in the ancient texts, like the Talmud and the Bible, and um, people have divine instruction in their dreams. And so I feel very happy about that, because... I don't fix you or save you. I am a teacher or a servant or a tool for you to use for your own healing. And that's what I was saying earlier. That's exactly what you've done and why you've shifted your career focus and why you've healed yourself as much as you have. It's not because of me. I Typically, I evaluate somebody and then I um, present a plan to them of what I would do if their body were my body. And I don't put people on things. I don't force this or that. I don't try to sell drugs to get kickbacks or whatever. I just say, if your body were my body, this is what I would try, which appeals to you. If you pick one or none, it doesn't hurt my feelings. Mm -hmm. You're your own best physician. Um, and you're the one who's going to do the work. And then I am just your partner. Your ho we're horses in harness reaching your goal. And you need to come for treatments so that we can keep you tuned up. So all the um, 
tools that you're learning can work better. You could be a Maserati sports car, but if you're not tuned up, you can put all the finest gas and oil and uh, water in you and it'll just go right through. So all I do is help balance you so you can make the best use of everything and complete your healing journey. I always feel like very tuned up when I see you. There is things that I do on my own, but it it comes full circle when I do have sessions with you and you treat me. It's wonderful. Mm -hmm. um, back to what Great. you were saying about the plug in the socket. Like, absolutely. Like, I feel like I'm just a channel. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that comes from me. Like, if I, if anyone tried <laughs> claiming that they were the healer, then run would, the other direction. Yeah. <laughs> go away. And like, to heal someone would have to be, like, in that aspect, you'd have to be taking, the healer would be taking from themselves in order to heal you. But the energy that's put into, like, Pamelina said, you step out of the way. What comes through isn't from yourself. It's from God, divine source, the universe. It flows through you, and it helps shift people's lives, but it definitely doesn't come from you. It comes from, a, it comes from source, right? Mm-hmm. It's incredible. It's a good to make that distinction. Um, I hope you don't get confused when I say I'm a healer because that's not what I mean. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. And I want to say something else about confusion. Um, Pamela is my legal name, so she's calling me all these different <laughs> names, and you may be wondering, who is this? So <laughs> Pamela is my legal name. Pamelina is my Italian nickname from my relatives. So uh, most people call me Pamelina. Um, Pamela is my legal name. Just don't call me Pam. Pam means elf. Mel means honey, like mellifluous or miel in Spanish. So I'm a honey elf or a sweet fairy. And if you just call me Pam, you rob me of my honey and reduce me to a toxic spray cooking agent, which you would <laughs> never, never, never want to do. But Pam so, is so handy still. Yeah. It's useful, but don't call her that. Yeah. So, and if you look her up on her website, I'll link all the details in the show notes so you can have direct access to her, fa or, sorry, to her webpage and to where you can find her on Google. Um, but it's Pamela Cornish. Yes, mm -hmm. Dr. Pamela Cornish. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you. No problem. Okay. So talking about the curan curandera, right? Mm -hmm. Um I took a curandera course at UNM, mm -hmm. and it was with Dr. Cheo Torres, mm -hmm. and I know that you've worked with him, actually, and you teach classes, or you used to teach classes. I know you've been put on, you've paused that for a moment, but what was the work that you did with the curanderismo course? Because that is for, like, they label it as traditional Mexican folk healing, and that was one of my, I think, probably my favorite class that I've ever taken at UNM and it had nothing to do with my degree I studied business but I there was so much information from that course that I've taken with me so how did you work with 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 that class well I haven't worked with it yet um back in the day 20 years ago Cheo used to come to my classes on oriental medicine and feng shui and we're just fellow healers who recognized each other. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't say healers, but people, healthcare practitioners. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so he invited me to join the Curandorismo class, and I went last summer. And I think uh, we're working towards my being more involved in the presentation of it. So the, all the details aren't finalized. So I'm really looking forward to that. And did you, when, do you know when that is projected to be? Uh, it, it's usually held for two weeks in July okay. in the summer at UNM, and you go to Continuing Ed and just look up Curanderismo, C-U-R-A-N, 
D-E-R-I-S-M-O, or look up Cheo Torres, C-H-E-O-T-O-R-R-E-S. His real name is Eliseo, E-L-I-S-E-O, but they call him Cheo. But if you call Continuing Ed at UNM, you can get the information, and you want to um, enroll pretty soon because it gets full. Do you think that you'll be teaching this summer? I'm not sure. We'll find okay. out. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah, if if Dr. Cornish is there, I highly recommend that you <laughs> show up because that course is already phenomenal, but I guarantee that if she's there, your mind is going to be blown to bits. <laughs> I pay her to say these things. Whether <laughs> no, you I'm, don't. That's the thing. Whether I'm there or not, the people who come from Mexico, <clears throat> um, fabulous practitioners teach limpia and clearing and cleansing, and it's... It's amazing. You'll really learn a lot. Yeah. And if you're in school right now and at UNM, just taking that course as an elective is going to be one of the best things you've ever decided to do. So, what would you like to share with the collective, with all my listeners? Well, a lot of people ask me how to be healthy. Um, And there are some basic things that I think are useful. There are so many fads out there, so many diets, so many exercises, so much what, what, what. But if you look over your life um, and keep up a steady, consistent practice of common sense, um, there are things that you can do that will be very useful to you. Um, In my family... um, the disease of all the generations is heart disease. And um, both my parents smoked. My dad drank. He died at 59. My mother died at 81. If she hadn't smoked, she didn't drink, but if she hadn't smoked, I'm sure she could have lived to be 90, in her late 90s. Um, My mother and sister have diabetes. They all think I'm crazy. They say, what's your latest health kick now? Both my parents are gone. and so they make fun of me, but I'm, I'll be 69 in a couple of weeks, and I feel like I'm 35. And I was recently at a medical doctor's office doing my regular yearly checkup, and he, he just kept, it was kind of fun and funny for me because he kept saying, oh, your LDL is so good. Oh, your liver enzymes are good. Oh, you don't take any drugs. Oh, Um, your cholesterol is fabulous. Oh, your A1C, your blood pressure, what are you doing? And what I'm, I never tried to be some paragon of virtue. I just never smoked. I ate well. I'm, my lifelong sports have always been swimming, biking, used to be volleyball, not anymore. And it's just like the tortoise and the hare. I just kept going. And, um, I think when people ask me what they can do to, well, I'll also say there are a lot of um, college, my clinic is very close to UNM, and a lot of people come, young people in goth with their big long dresses or coats, and... um, You get goths? I get goths. I didn't know that. Yeah, and they have this greasy gray complexion (laughs) because they live on Red Bull and McDonald's. Taco Bell. Yeah, yeah. And they come in here, Twitter, tweet, Facebook, and they look at me. And I might have been, I get up very early, like at 3 or 4 in the morning. 
And I might work from 6 in the morning till 6 at night. And they might come on a Friday at 6 after I've been working all week, 6 to 6. And they say, um, I'll have what you're having. Because I'm no beauty. They don't even know who Betty Crocker is, like this old lady who made cookbooks. But they think of me like that. And I'm bouncing around at 6 o'clock on a Friday night just like I am right now or just like I am at 6 in the morning because I know how to keep my chi moving and I have boundless energy and I'm really healthy and my um, cholesterol is fabulous. My, As I said, my blood pressure, everything. And they think I'm on drugs. And they say, I'll have what you're having. And I say, really? Do you want to exercise every day? Do you want to eat impeccably? Do you have a spiritual focus? Do you want to take oils and supplements and herbs? And their eyes roll back in their heads and they say, oh my God, how do you do all that? And I say, honey, how do you Twitter, tweet, Facebook, Red Bull and McDonald's? <laughs> you, it's just like brushing your teeth and combing your hair. You just pick one and then you'll have the path, you know? So it's if a you, choice, for yes, sure. It's a yes. choice. Which, it's a tough pill to swallow. Like, yeah, people just want to lie around and get a shot of this and be done in five minutes, but it doesn't work that way. So, um, it's very exciting to see someone take the bull by the horns and make the shifts and get the result. And so, I tell people they are like a test tube. You, your body is a test tube. And everything you put in there creates a chemical reaction. And um, so if you, there are three things we, I recommend to do for, um, it, it's all about purity and movement, purity and movement. So you want to have the best blood, the best brain, the best muscles, the best bones, the best water in your test tube. So um, of course you're not going to eat processed food. And when I show people reduce or eliminate six white things, salt, sugar, dairy, wheat, corn, and fat, yucky fats, they say, oh my God, what else is there? Well, there's food. Those are all fake. And nicotine, caffeine, alcohol, fatty red meat, fried food, junk or preservatives. Junk or preservatives, oh, I don't eat that. I say, really, do you eat anything in a bag, a box, or a can? It's fake. It's not food. When I was in the 50s, when I was a kid, one in a hundred, one in a thousand had cancer. Now, one in two, one in two men and one in three women has cancer because we have seven insults every day. Pollution of air, food, and water that was much worse. It's much worse now than it was when we were kids. And four electromagnetic insults that most people, I never grew up with any of this except a TV. I didn't get one till I was six. But cell phone, computer, microwave, TV. So these electromagnetically insult the wiring of the body. And so it affects your health, your organs. So you, you in your test tube, you want to have unprocessed food and you want to detox your house. You don't want to have chemicals and things floating around that you're swimming in that are causing your allergies and headaches and insomnia and all of that. So those are two detox things. And then uh, three things to, to balance yourself and keep yourself smooth. Keep that chi running and flowing strong. Meditation, sleep, 
And it doesn't matter if you do yoga, tai chi, or qigong, but a deep internal energy exercise, not aerobics. But you, you're, you're made of a spider web of electricity. The difference between you and a dead dog in the road is he ain't got no chi. <laughs> you have chi. And so you want to make your the best chi. And you can't do it by go, 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 24-7. All right? You have to stop. You have to pause. Look at nature. That's what the plants do. That's what the planets do. That's what the stars do. And so I know with so many people, I'm busy, therefore I am. And they think that's the only way to get status or accomplish anything, when really they've run themselves into the ground and they aren't even taking advantage of all the beautiful energy and joy they could if they cultivated it correctly. So for someone listening to this for the first time, it may seem overwhelming. Um, What's the first step you think that one individual can do for their to start waking up, I guess? Mm -hmm. The best tip that you can give someone if they don't want to do it all at once. Yeah, yeah. And um, you don't have to do all those things I said all at once. You can do a little at a time. Which is what I did. Yes, yes. You just do a little at a time, and then you get better, and then you add more, and then pretty soon you don't feel like you're full of Elmer's glue. Yeah. And uh, you have boundless energy and great relationships. I guess the two things that came to me to answer your question were, um, well, the, the most important thing would be your spiritual focus. Mm-hmm. Emotions are the root of all imbalance and all disease. Yes. And so you can take Dristan and get rid of your allergy for today, but the cause is still there and you'll have it again tomorrow. And the cause isn't just the imbalance in your lungs, it's the emotion of grief. Okay. So if you got up every day and just timed yourself for five minutes sitting in a chair and count your exhalations to ten, that would be a good start. Wonderful. Would you be interested in sharing the different elements and how they're rooted in body parts and emotions? Maybe we should do that another time because if you're overwhelmed now, that'll (laughs) really overwhelm you. It would be an honor to have you on this podcast again. Oh, thank you. I would love to. It's such a pleasure. Yeah. So I hope everyone can take something from this. I would listen to this again and again and again. I know I'm going to because it's just so full of information and it's things like I said I've heard all this information at least I'd say 12 times and I mean even more than 12 but it never gets old and it I never get tired of being reminded of this information so it's it's so good (laughs) I don't know what else to say I'm really really grateful that now I have a recording of it and that you agreed to be a part of this and that you were able to share your experience with everyone Thank you so much for the opportunity. Now, would you like to share your business information or contact information with anyone um, on this listening platform? Sure. My website is www.pamela, P-A-M-E-L-A, Cornish, like game hen, C-O-R-N-I-S-H, dot com. That's my website. Um, my Email is my first one back from the 90s before you were born. (laughs) (laughs) Um, P-A, like Polly Apple, P-A Cornish at AOL.com. I've had Gmail. I don't like it. I went back to AOL. Um, 
and phone 505-999-7305 and you're welcome to text me there. She's an accessible woman. I, like I said, I'm going to link everything on in the show notes so you can have direct access and this is, I can't recommend this beautiful woman enough. So, yeah. Thank you. It. Thank you so much. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.